And we're live. This is episode number 31 of the Everybody Mad Live podcast. My name is Sid Lover. And guess what? It's only 48 more days left. 48 more days left of President Trump, man. Wow. Welcome to the show. What's happening? I'm Kenya Kabeen. Hope that you are having a great day. We have a hot show lined up for you all, and we want to get your feedback as always. So make sure that you click the link and let us know your thoughts on the show. You can also go live with us, too. And said we'll pull up that link for everybody, too. But I'm really excited because today is my birthday, brother. It is your birthday. It's 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 your birthday. We got special graphics uh, for your for your 53rd birthday. We are so happy to have such a uh, senior citizen a part of the show uh, so that we can learn from you because that's what I believe. We just need to learn from the older generation. Y'all baby boomers, y'all have paved the way for us to be what we are today. So we need to show proper homage to all of our baby boomers, y'all, you 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 have set the tone, and I'm happy, and I'm so happy to be your friend and to have learned from you and your, all your experiences from way yonder ago. Man, said I gotta say, you are shady as hell. <laughs> you are funny, man. But no, you know what? I'm not even. Gonna, I'm, I'm not even worried about that. Appreciate that, brother. I'm not even appreciate that, Renzo. Everybody checking in with me. And I uh, showing love. I really appreciate that. And shouts out to you, Lorenzo. Really appreciate that. Terrence, what's up, homie? His 13, his daughter turns 13 today, Bailey. So shouts out to you. You know what I'm saying? My boy Terrence, I went to school with him. That's the homie. Uh, and shouts out to your beautiful daughter, Bailey, 13 years old. But yeah, man, we got a great show lined up, man. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Angel, what's up, baby? Thank you. Appreciate that. So we got a lot of stuff going on. So uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's been two weeks. We have we we skipped the show because last show we did was the week before Thanksgiving. So we took off Thanksgiving, took off the the other week. So we've been off for a couple of weeks. So uh, we ain't gonna try and get everybody caught up. What's happened o- over the past couple of weeks? But there is some things that uh, we definitely want to talk about. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll get the serious stuff out of the way first, and then we'll talk yeah. about uh, some of the uh, more hilarity uh, that happened over the last couple of weeks as well. Where, um, how was your Thanksgiving, by the way? It was good. You know, um, we didn't do much of anything because um, um, they 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 were saying from the CDC recommendations, you shouldn't do anything. Well, well you know, we had planned to come down south. Uh, so we're going to be down there with y'all uh, just kind of uh, going through Thanksgiving and, and with the family and that sort of thing. But uh, that didn't materialize. So what we end up doing, we end up going to church on uh, Thanksgiving Day. They had a drive through service. So we didn't get out the car. And uh, they served um, like to-go meals. So we got a couple of those. So that was our Thanksgiving meal. We got two of them, both of us, so we could do seconds. And then that's that's really it. So it was real. It was probably the most low-key Thanksgiving I've ever had in my life because of where we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying the same thing, too, because mine was the same thing. It was the same way. It was really laid back. Yeah. It was real chill, quiet, just a small dinner and watch a couple of movies afterwards. But that was it, you know, and and, and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed a laid yeah. back, cool Thanksgiving for a change, you know, instead of. But I love being around people. Don't get me wrong. And I love, yeah. you know, the big groups and stuff. But shoot, as long as the food was here, I was yeah. good, you know. Yeah. That's what they say. And I've, I've been kind of watching people uh, because mental health is something uh, that we're all thinking about now with yeah. the pandemic and the isolation. And, you know, people get sad around holidays anyway. So they're saying that, like, this might cause people to be a little bit more sad. But I think us like us who grew up in the uh, in the in, in the 80s and 90s, like we knew how to do uh, different stuff because like, shoot, our parents was already working anyway. So we used used to being by ourselves if we have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. We got home like we was it. Nobody was home because mom and daddy was probably at work. So we like the last key kid generation. That's us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Right. That's what I come from, too. Last right. generation where, right. you know, I come in, cook my own dinner and mm-hmm. I'm cool with being by myself. You know, yeah. I, can, I can find something to do to keep my mind occupied, whether it's reading a book, watching TV, just getting in my thoughts. You know, I, I don't mind being by myself, but it's interesting. A lot of people got issues with that right now. I guess it's just the way that they were raised, you know? Yeah, yeah, probably so. Well, yeah, man. Get on with the show. It's your birthday edition. We know you're going to uh, go celebrate later on today. Uh, yeah. So that's really the reason why we're doing the show early so we can uh, get you out and get on to your celebration down at the ATL because y'all just don't give a damn about COVID anyway. Y'all go, <laughs> we don't. Y'all go, y'all go, y'all go party. Y'all go celebrate what 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 they had a big party at the compound after uh, 
after uh, Jeezy, uh, the verses and that sort of thing. Did you see that? That was crazy. Like, I'm not going to be out there like that. I'm just going to do some dinner with, at, at a spot, at a low-key spot, sitting outside before it gets too cold, sit under a heater, and I'm going to be good. But I'm not trying to be around a whole bunch of people or anything like that. So please don't get it twisted. Yep. We put yeah. your uh, birthday up. Uh, so if anybody wants to uh, show you some celebrations for your birthday or shout you out, I believe that's still your uh, cash app, right? Yeah, that you know what? I appreciate that. But now let me ask you something because I was going to do this. I some people gonna, don't. Some people do. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I was going to put that up because I see a lot of people for their birthday. They'll post, hey, it's my birthday. Here's my cash app. And I was thinking to myself, what well, should I do? It? You know, is that tacky? Is that thirsty? Like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. But well, you ain't got to worry about it because I did it. Like I, I, made graphic. I made the graphic. I put it on there. So you you ain't do it. I did it. So that don't count. All right. And, and then on top of that, guess what? I will gladly receive your dollars, whatever you want to give. Right. Because you ain't going to refund the back, are you? You said what? <laughs> because you ain't going to refund the back. No, I'm not going to refund the back. And I, I right. appreciate it. So, yeah, if, if you want to send me some money, by all means, send me some money. I really appreciate that. That's love right there. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and kick everything off. I've got a lot of hot topics to talk about, Said As you know, Donald Trump back in the news. Well, he's always in the news every single day, every hour, and it's kind of getting on everybody's nerves. And I think we're all just ready for him to just get out of the White House. But now he says that he will indeed leave the White House if the Electoral College declares that Joe Biden is the winner of the presidential election. Now, since he's still reluctant to concede and make false accusations and claims of voter fraud, people still think that he's actually not going to leave the White House. State representatives are wondering, why won't Trump condemn his supporters for making threats to people with no evidence of this whole widespread voter fraud? Everywhere, you know, like there's just, there hasn't been any proof with all these recounts. As a matter of fact, right now in the state of Georgia, we are waiting for the final tabulation, but they're saying, look, we don't see any kind of uh, we don't see any fraud whatsoever with this whole recount right here. And, and ultimately what it does is it just overworks a whole bunch of people and it stresses a whole lot of people out. Think of those people that have to count those ballots. You know, that's a lot for them to do. And it's all because Trump is making these false accusations and these false claims. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad, too, because uh, people now they they don't have a have a kind of gauge of reality. Um, and, and and it's sad. Like I, lately, I've been watching a whole lot of the. Um, the, the, these cult movies. Um, I watched the one about the People's Church with Jim Jones. I watched the one about Nexium. Um, mm-hmm. So I so I've been looking at a lot of uh, American cults and that sort of thing. And they take a lot of this. They have a whole lot of similarities with people who who support Trump. Like like it's like they just refuse to see what other people see. They just see the reality that's presented to them by their leader. And mm-hmm. that's just just the most unfortunate thing. So that's why I've been telling people like Trump gonna go. January 20th, he'll be gone, but he ain't going to be gone, gone because right. he, he like he still has his people who will believe whatever he says, regardless of if, if they can prove it or not, regardless of someone else. Like literally they sitting up in court talking about hearsay. Like, you know, what I'm saying like they, like they're giving court cases and, and their witnesses are coming up talking about hearsay because the moment they're asked about it and challenged about it, they get to stutter. Oh, well, uh, uh, well, uh, I didn't like they didn't say anything, you know what I'm saying? Or they mm-hmm. can't corroborate or give any further details of what they're trying to think about. So, like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, Trump going to be here, man. And, and like, just how crazy it gets just depends on how hard he goes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Said, Leave your comments. Let us know your thoughts. Meanwhile, while Trump is doing his shenanigans like he's always doing, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris are making big changes in the White House. Now, for the first time in history, the White House communication positions – have all been filled entirely by women. That's definitely a real good look. Shouts out to our girl, Simone Sanders. She's going to be a senior vice, senior advisor and chief spokesperson for Kamala. She, was previ- she previously served as the national press secretary on Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign before linking up with Biden's campaign. Then you have another sister by the name of Ashley Etienne. She's going to serve as Kamala's communications director. Now, she was a former aide to Nancy Pelosi who went on to work for Biden's campaign. Then you got another one of us up in there, Elizabeth Alexander. She worked for Biden and was um, actually, uh, she worked for Biden while he was in the Senate before serving as his press secretary while he was the vice president and uh, is actually going to be Jill Biden's communication director. Now, Alexander also worked on the Biden campaign. Shouts out to Corinne Jean-Pierre, who served as chief of staff to Kamala during the campaign. 
Uh, she's actually going to be the principal deputy press secretary. And Joe Biden is building a very diverse cabinet than ever before. Uh, he actually has another woman, an African-American woman by the name of Linda Thomas Greenfield. She's a 35-year-old veteran of the United States Foreign Service who served on four continents and was chosen to serve as United Nations ambassador to join the national security team. This is big right here. Now it's reported that Biden plans to elevate the position of UN ambassador to cabinet level. And you know, he's really to be commended on this man. He's already making major changes. It just tells you who he is as a person for what he's doing because there's never been this many women in power positions in the White House ever and women of color. You know, so you you really have to give him props for what he's doing. And I don't understand why people are hating on that, seeing that he's really making strides for not only us as African-Americans, but for women, for all kinds of people. And he's yep. to be commended, you know, already. Yep. Yep. And that was the thing that we talked about uh, when we were comparing the two. And like it was just crazy for us when we would hear people say, oh, they uh, they just the same. Biden just going to be like just like Trump. No. No, because I know that Biden is going to, whether or not by he wants to, or whether or not he's forced to, like he's gonna bring black people along to also sit at the table. So mm -hmm. we knew that. And I'm happy that like a few weeks after the election, we've been proved right because that's exactly what he's doing. He's putting putting women in, 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 in the positions of power. He's putting black people in positions of power. He has uh, a couple of people who, who are immigrants of uh, Africa. He has uh, some other folks. So like his cabinet is going to uh, be like, uh, Felicia said it's going to be blackity black black up in there. So he's going to have a lot of things. Now, what I am uh, wondering is that um, I am kind of paying attention to this because I'm I'm not a kind of like a pie in the sky type of dude. That yeah. just he's great in everything. So what I am looking at is that to me he doesn't have enough yet of black people in those leadership positions. Uh, all the black people that we mentioned, they're kind of assistant something or deputy mm -hmm. something. They're not leading the whole thing. So that's 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 what I'm wanting. That's what I'm looking for is for him to put black people in charge of the whole thing because Corinne and um, and uh, Simone Sanders and uh, Ashley, uh, all those like great positions, but they're also mm -hmm. deputies or assistants and things like that. So right. or working for the vice president. I want some meat into black people running that thing. And I don't just want to no. run a hood. I want to run some stuff that makes sense. I'm maybe a black attorney general. Maybe it's black something else. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. we need to still hold his feet to the fire. I like I, I like where he's going, but I want to see a little bit more because when you look at those people who are at the top and leading that, they're not black. Their assistants might be black, but mm -hmm. those leaders are not black. So that's what I'll be paying attention to over the next month or so as he uh, kind of revealed, oh, what, what, we got 48 days. We have yeah. 48 days and then he'll be officially president. So I'll be watching him over the next uh, 48 days. Yeah, no doubt. And speaking of which, too, voting is coming up. Uh, I think Monday is going to be the actual, the last day to register to vote, correct? In Georgia, yep. Yeah, in Georgia. So, okay, so everybody, if you're not registered, which you should be already, yeah, because you've, I'm sure that you voted in the presidential election, but you need to make sure that if you did for some reason didn't get yourself registered, you have until Monday to get registered. And then you have the option to vote uh, December starting December 14th. Correct. Until what's that last day? Uh, January. Uh, oh, no. The weekend before January 5th, I think. So it's the end okay. of uh, December. We'll, we'll uh, find those dates and put them on at the end of the show so people can kind of know what those dates are. But uh, yeah, wrote both. Even if you know you've registered to vote, you probably want to check it still because Georgia is known for those shenanigans. And Georgia has a lot of pressure on it right now from President Trump. Uh, yeah. Mad that he lost Georgia. So now he's putting pressure on your governor, who's Republican, your uh, secretary of state, who's Republican. They they both voted Trump, but he's putting pressure on them. So look out for that voter suppression, those long lines, those thrown away voter voter. Uh, registration that you know you registered to vote so you got to pay attention to that because i don't put those games and shenanigans beyond them right and 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 still it's not over so a lot of people too because you know how we are as african americans we feel like oh well you know we handled everything we did what we were supposed to do and we did we we voted in the presidential election but this senate right here this yeah. senate election that's coming up is very very important is very right. important, you know, like literally, like like the fact that they ain't, they ain't came out with nothing for the uh, coronavirus, like like Democrats, Nancy, I think Pelosi and the Democrats put out something in May. Yeah. Right, right after we got the first stimulus, they put out something else because they knew that wasn't going to be enough. And the it's literally one person that's keeping that from being voted on because, you know, it got to be voted on in the Senate also in mm -hmm. addition to the House of uh, Representatives. So that's what we're waiting on is literally one man. 
Mitch McConnell, who's holding it up. Everybody is struggling out here and he's holding it up. And I think that's foul. But if we win, if Democrats win both of those seats in Georgia, then we don't have people like Mitch McConnell holding up stuff. So it's still important. It's still important. Like that's why we say when we're talking about politics, it's always a chess game. And those Republicans, they're they're always playing chess. So we need to get on that chess game too. So we know what we need to do to counter them. No doubt. With you 100%. Leave your comments. Let us know your thoughts. Solo.2, everybody mad. Solo.2 slash everybody mad for everybody checking us out online and listening too. So, yo, shouts out. Ken- oh, that's that's for you right there. That's, uh, yeah, that's my cousin Kenny. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, that's, that's not my cousin. Right there. <laughs> that ain't my cousin. <laughs> but look, we all related. What's up, Kenneth? What's going on, dog? <laughs> so, Sam, did you watch the fight, man, the Mike Tyson fight? Yeah, yeah, I found me a code and found it. Uh, so, so, so I watched it online and watched the bootleg. I wasn't paying fifty dollars because I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know Same what to expect. Here. I ain't gonna lie, you know. I think everybody tried to find a code and watch it and everything because that's what we did over here too. But yo, the Mike Tyson fight went down. Mike Tyson, fifty-four years old, the homie Roy Jones Jr., fifty-one years old. They fought this past weekend in a very entertaining fight that went down. Now, this was an exhibition fight. There was no winner. It was a draw. An, exhibi- an exhibition fight means that it wasn't sanctioned by the California State Athletic Commission and won't count on their professional records. However, comma, it was still entertaining. There was lots of shenanigans going on with Snoop Dogg as a commentator, wisecracking, you know, cracking jokes. Snoop is funny. For real, he was funny. You could tell he was high as hell. There was unedited music performances, which kind of had me kind of tripping, saying, because I was like, well, damn, you know, like, they bringing out these rappers and they cussing and everything. What about, like, the kids and, you know, people that really aren't into that, but they didn't care? I was like, dang, like... Please listen to that anyway. (laughs) Right, right. But it's still like, dang, I would feel some kind of way, like, if my kid was watching, because... If you know when I have a kid, I wouldn't want them seeing all that profanity and stuff like that. That's a whole nother show. We'll talk about that later. But uh I thought it was a it was a good fight, said. I mean, you know, Tyson was getting it, man. He wasn't playing. And even after the fight, did you check out when your boy Roy he was like, like when he hit it, it hurts. Like this is no joke. Yeah, your whole body, like you feel that. <laughs> man, I could only imagine. And then at that age, too, but they they both look great, they're in great shape. It was it was it was interesting, man. It was it was a great fight, in my opinion. Now, what's interesting, a lot of people are talking about this after the fight. Mike Tyson was actually leaving the Staples Center and some dude actually ran up on him and tried to swing on him in front of a crowd full of people trying to get autographs. It was insane. And, you know, we all know that if security we if if security hadn't handled the situation, Mike Tyson would have laid that dude out, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, Mike Tyson would have laid this guy out. But, man, people are crazy, man. Like they said, this dude, like, tried to swing on Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mike, Mike. Well, well, I read it. Uh, well, well, I did see, see a little bit of the information because because I couldn't find any pictures about it. Yeah. But I did uh, kind of find some details about it. But it's been like, you know, th- those crazy fans who always think that they got something to settle. You know what I'm saying? So they said that this is a guy who's been following him frequently. So he shows up yeah. at autograph signings or wherever he is and tries to start trouble uh, at those uh, sessions. So, like, it's kind of been something that that. Like that's just him. He's just 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 one crazy fan, and that's what he's always trying to do. So he's mm. apparently done it in New York before, and now obviously they were in Los Angeles. So like he's just one of those crazy fans that just just has nothing better to do but to just try and mess up stuff and but, get their asses knocked out because people like that really need to get knocked out so they can learn a lesson. You know what I mean? Like this is knocked out. Like yeah. the highlight of that show. <laughs> the highlight <laughs> of that show. <laughs> the highlight of the fight. Oh Everybody- my god. You oh say, my what? God. Nate Robinson and Jake Paul. Yeah, Nate Robinson <laughs> getting knocked out. Everybody was like, yo, because the thing was that, you know, Nate and Jake, they had been talking so much mess yeah. on social media. They had been doing back and forth. And, you know, Jake is a fighter. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, yo, you know, this ain't no game. And even Snoop Dogg said, this ain't no game. But uh, Nate Robinson got knocked out and is being clowned on social media still to this day people are still going in on him and floyd mayweather actually like took a stand to say yo man please stop teasing my boy you know like i i would never tease a brother when he's knocked down like that but you know everybody it's just it's something that you really can't play with you know like that whole fighting thing by the way i gotta say this on the technical aspect of the fight for me it was it was so much talking going on i really couldn't even concentrate because I don't know if you noticed this, said, but like the coaches had their mics on. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, you can hear Snoop Dogg in the background talking about, yeah, I like to order some some of those beef ribs with some uh, yeah. 
Tyson sauce on it. It was just, it was it was too many voices, and it was just you know after you had a couple of drinks, like I, me and chilling, it's like it was just too much. I'm like I had to turn it down. Yeah, like I think for like for, for for us who come from the generation, because I think a lot of us like we we don't we like we come from the Tyson generation where like Tyson was whooping tailed in the nineties and and killing everything, so we know what that boxing experience uh, gave us. I kind of liked the little um, like the change up in it, like it because it like you had the boxer in there, Sugar Ray Leonard was there, you had uh, like the announcer guy, so you had the broadcaster there, but you also had uh, Snoop there too to kind of give you like the like the off the wall, like I'm watching a fight with one of my funny funny homies, and like he he yeah. just giving you all sorts of commentary. So like to me, like it was, I, I liked the whole setup just because it was different, and then too because obviously they couldn't have any fans there, so like they did a whole lot with the graphics and and uh, those sort of things. Uh, I like that. Yeah, uh, show light shows and LED walls and yeah. Shouts out to my girl Maya down in Savannah. She said it would have been a Debo situation, <laughs> and I guess she's talking about if Mike Tyson would have got his hands on the fan like that. that oh, yeah, definitely yeah. would not have been. A good look. So that was crazy right there. All right. Uh, we'll keep it in moving. You know, Little Wayne is actually blaming an unrelated third party for messing up his plans to perform at the big fight. But there's no bad blood between him and Thriller because Lil Wayne is actually part owner of the network. So he just said that he couldn't make it. I think he was coming from um, a family like Thanksgiving with his family or something like that. He actually flew into L.A., but then there was some kind of disagreement between him and the show producers on how things were going to go down. So he ended up not performing, but he did make it there. So contrary to what people are saying online, oh, he didn't even try to make it. No, that's not the case. That's not true. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, I did see. Uh, did you see where he performed at his uh, daughter's? Um, um, well, she had a birthday party in Atlanta. And, mm-hmm. uh, Regina, yeah. Yep. Yep. Seems like uh, he uh, gave a uh, performance there. Um, well, for her um, right. show, but again, um, as no mask, pack crowds. Atlanta, man, we man, we we are lit here in Atlanta. It is so funny, like no one has a mask. When I had this beautiful princess right here, she taught me how to be a man in everything about life. This is the mother most ultimate blessing in the world. Virginia Carter, along with her three brothers, along with her beautiful mother. I couldn't ask for anything else. I didn't realize he was, what, 14 when he had her? Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. That's how fun. Yeah, it was, I he's like, uh, yeah, like 15, 14, some, uh, something like that when he had her. So, so yeah, he was definitely young. But, um, yeah, like, you could just see this, that, like, folks don't care. <laughs> folks don't care. Don't and care. Like, COVID is just just kicking our ass as far as uh, the black community goes. But Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, Regine's party her her birthday was a big deal here in Atlanta. Like if you're driving around the city, people will tell you she has billboards up. Regine oh, celebrating her birthday. It, it's billboards all over the city with this girl. And, but I mean, guess what? She's Little Wayne's daughter, and their money is long. Don't get it twisted. They got real long money, so they can do that. But um, and you know, I, I like Regine. I think she's a sweet girl. She's got a great personality. She's bubbly. Um, now it's. Everybody was talking about how she had, I know this kind of off subject, how she got her breasts done. I saw people coming for her. It's like, dang, man. But she grew up under so much public scrutiny, being that her father's Little Wayne. I'm sure that stuff doesn't matter to her. You know what I'm saying? You got to have real thick skin to be a celebrity. So if this is the life that she's choosing, then, hey, do you, baby, do you. All right. So we got some more stuff to talk about. The nominations for the 2021 Grammy Awards were announced and people are dragging them for not giving nods to deserving artists. Most notably, The Weeknd got snubbed for Grammy nominations and people were like, what? Because he's won so many. He's won like a whole bunch of American Music Awards. His uh, latest album has broke a lot of records. So people are like, dang, you know, The Weeknd didn't get nominated. Uh, Also, Summer Walker, she didn't get props. Chris Brown, Ari Lennox, her. I mean, I could go on and on now. Drake and Lil, Drake and Elton John actually are coming to the weekend's defense saying that they are actually like there needs to be like a whole nother award show. You know, like the Grammys, maybe yeah. we need to start looking at other high prestigious awards to give to people since the Grammy really doesn't acknowledge artists the way that they should. Um, said, I don't know your thoughts on that. I mean, I, I totally agree. You know, that's why there were awards created like the Soul Train Awards, the BET Awards. This, These awards were actually created to give props to deserving Black artists and artists that sometimes popular mainstream culture will overlook. What's your thoughts? 
I, I well, honestly, and and like I've never been a big awards fan, uh, like award show person. Like I, I don't watch them. Um, uh, like I usually watch recaps and things like that. And that's for movies, music, mm-hmm. or whatever. I, just because of just that, I don't think it's fair. I don't, I don't think that like any sort of board can just arbitrarily just be able to choose uh, what what the best person is in whatever category because it's just mm-hmm. too difficult. And and then just growing of age and learning and being in the industry, knowing that a lot of it is politics. A lot of it is who you know or who's advocating for you and who's not yeah. advocating for you. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. it, it, so so like I've never been really really a big person of. So that's why I don't really pay attention to a lot of the the, the awards because this ain't new. They've been snubbing us like forever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. so, so like my thing is why are we investing so much energy in something that we know is going to be pretty much be the same thing it is. Focus right. your goals on the stuff that you can control. You can control that Soul Train Award. You, you can control but that BET Awards. You probably can control the MTV or the VH1s and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Focus on what you can because like if these award shows are not going to give you the props, what's the point in crying about it and and and, and getting mad when they don't give you that that upper echelon like it's almost kind of like that i don't know like it has has a twinge of white privilege or white supremacy to me you know what i'm saying it never Mm -hmm. never works out properly like it should based on uh who's the most talented or whoever is the best in that category it's it's so political it's kind of interesting too because uh with the grammy awards it's like you just you just never know how it's going to go with the Grammy, like with people being nominated, then like the people that are nominated, we've never even heard of, you know, it's just like, so it's really, it depends on like, who, who are these people sitting on these Grammy committees that's yeah. controlling everything. And, you know, uh, speaking of, you know, we were talking about uh, Soul Train Awards. The Soul Train Awards actually went down this past Sunday. Tisha Campbell hosted her uh, bestie, Pam, Tashina Arnold also hosted the show too. It was an entertaining show as always. You know, they did what they could do in the pandemic. They honored the best in black music. Brandy was a big winner. Monica, she picked up the Lady of Soul Awards. And for me, I think the standout performances said was uh, CeeLo did a real good job. I love the cypher with Shantae okay. Moore and Shanice and uh, Stokely. Who else was in that cypher? Uh, PJ Morton, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a good cypher. But for me, I was happy to see Shanice come back because I've always loved Shanice ever since a kid, her voice, her look, everything about her. So I'm a Shanice fan. So it was good to see her. Like, she can blow. She was loud on that mic. She could have pulled the mic back just a little bit, just a little bit. I still love you, Shanice. But overall, it was a great show. The cypher, of course, like I said, was dope. Um, And who else? Oh, Charlie Wilson, Smokey Robinson did a great job, too. And I love Monica's performance and acceptance speech. I didn't like what she was wearing, like her, like her, really? like, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't like the hair. I didn't like, like, like the dress don't really fit right. Like, I, I like, it, I, I don't know, like, if, and I think it was just me, because no one else said anything. I didn't, I ain't seen nothing on uh, Twitter or anything like that. But yeah. like, I, I didn't like, I. I wasn't feeling it, and then like she got behind the piano, but like you couldn't see her playing the keys. Like, why y'all? <laughs> Why y'all didn't show her playing the keys? She don't know how to play the piano. Like, why? Why would y'all show her sitting at the piano? But, but like oh, you see God. it like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I don't know. Like, I was underwhelmed. I guess. Really? No, I felt like you did a banging job, man. I, I love Monica, so I'm a Monica fan. But even just looking at it from a neutral standpoint, she did a good job, man, and she looked amazing. She gave us the old Monica like throwback hair. I felt, you know, what I'm saying like so. I loved everything about the performance. It was too much. She should have trimmed that hair. It was too much. Look, look, she's sitting down at the piano. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't played not one note. She might not be played, but it's all about the look. She performed. That's what she's doing. And she and she might and guess what? She might have been playing the piano, but I do doubt because they didn't show it. She probably wasn't. I watched that whole thing. She I had to rewind wasn't. it back uh, just to see. <laughs> she probably wasn't. But I wouldn't be surprised if she did know how to play. Let us know your comments on the Everybody Mad Live podcast. Thank you for all the love I've been receiving, too, by the way, on social media, uh, Facebook. I haven't gone on Instagram yet, but thank you for the birthday love and well wishes. So um, everybody is talking about true kitchen and cocktails in Dallas. And how the owner snapped on women that were twerking and coochie popping on a handstand against the glass wall and on chairs. It was crazy. And everybody has an opinion about this. And Sid's going to run the video because we got to talk about this right here. All right. Yeah, we got a couple of videos. Uh, 
I invested a lot of money into buying this building and to developing this concept so black people can have somewhere nice to go to, okay? Somewhere where we can feel good about ourselves as they come on. Stop the music, please. It got real. Anytime you say stop the music. No, no, real talk. And so all this twerking and shit, take it to crime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I want men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are twerking on glass here? If you want to do it, get the fuck out of my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need the money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it <laughs> Everybody said, Whoa. You know, anytime somebody curse, whatever I love, like, no, anything is what's going on, but everybody's like, Oh, hey, let me tell you, that tickles me to my soul. Anytime something like that, when people just gasp, I don't know why that's so funny to me, man. It's just hilarious, but okay, now let's just break down everything. And, and said, I'm, I'm gonna give you my opinion on this. I understand exactly what he's saying. I think that, um, you know, like even like here in Atlanta, you know, certain places that you go to. First of all, why can't it, this is Sunday brunch? OK, people are brunching and stuff like that. I totally understand what he's saying. But then my whole thing is I put that on the DJ. I feel like the DJ controls the environment and the music. So if you're playing, throw that ass in a circle because that was a song that was playing. So throw that ass in a circle was playing Sunday brunch. That doesn't need to be played for Sunday brunch. Play something chill. You could play some, you know, some nice music that's not going to be like that. But I mean, <laughs> it, I felt like that was too much. I felt like I, I, I felt like the DJ is in the wrong and shouldn't have been playing that music. And yeah, the girl was wrong for getting up dancing to sit your ass down. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. is Sunday brunch. Why are you twerking at Sunday brunch? But like what I'm hearing is that he was uh, so so like it was multiple times that he had to come over to the table. Um, uh, ask them on different occasions to not do something in that. So I, so I get it. Um, um, from even like a rest, re, well, as a restaurateur, uh, if that's the word, uh, you have to you have a liability insurance. If she falls off the table and busts her head, or or someone else gets hurt uh, from that, then your insurance is affected by that. Like you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like it's certain things that you don't want to have. But I guess like it was just crazy how like okay, well, the whole club wasn't. Twerking, you know what I'm saying? Like it was it's not a club. It's a see. It's not a club. It's a restaurant. Well, well, true, true. But everybody in the restaurant was not twerking. So, like, my thing is like, why don't you address those particular people who are doing those behaviors that you don't want to happen? Because it wasn't a whole restaurant. It no. was just those people. So it, throw them out. Like, why did you have to address this whole crowd of people who's in there? Everybody ain't twerking. And now you done jumped up on your soapbox. And now you're like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, I do this for my people. I do this like, well, people twerk. So get over it. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get that you do it for your people. But like, no, you made this restaurant so that you can have a uh, popping establishment in it so that you can uh, make money off it. You didn't do this so that you can have like you didn't do it with your people on in mind you did it with your mind uh first you know what i'm saying so like my thing is like don't try and push this like holier than now like i want to protect the image of black people and that's what i need when you also cuss them out when you mm -hmm. also address everybody in the restaurant instead of specifically those individuals when you also cut off the music so that everybody can hear your ass cussing them out mm -hmm. and doing stuff like you know what i'm saying like to me that that was too far but uh what i wanted to show is the other thing that we didn't see um because some of those videos only show a clip of it and that's that's really why i hate social media and kind of developing an opinion on stuff because a lot of times you don't you really get story. all like you don't get the whole story right here's here's the girl actually twerking this i actually found that so she's up on the uh, wall now and he went to her right so he did go over there in this building into developing this okay, concept so, here he said so that. black people can have somewhere nice yeah, to go so, oh yeah hold on hold on yeah yeah like this is this is the extended version somewhere where our people can feel good about ourselves as a culture okay no no real talk 
And so all this corporate shit, take it to prime, take it to pink, don't bring it here because we're a restaurant. And so beyond that, 75% of my customers are ladies. And I want men to show respect for themselves for how they carry themselves here. So how can I tell the men to respect themselves and you guys are talking on glass here? If you want to do it, do it my restaurant. Because I did it for our people and I did it for our culture. So don't do it now. Don't do it again. I don't want to hear it. If you don't like it, get out because I don't need your money. I need to provide something for my people. And don't do it again. Thank you. But say what's interesting is that you said like he actually went up to them. I saw he did an interview on TMZ and he was saying that he actually approached this, you know, these tables a couple of times, like one, two or three times. So I think like it was he actually did it two times. And that third time, that's when he snapped because he was thick and tired of it. So to what you said, I think like he handled it. It's, he didn't really handle it the best way. He addressed the situation. This is it's his job. It's his profession. You know, this is it's his business. This is his baby, right? But I felt like he went wrong when he started cursing. You know, he didn't have to drop the f bomb and all that kind of stuff because I know that turned a lot of people off. But then at the same time, you know, and then he said like on TV, well, this is a place where you know my mom and grandmother can go. I don't see your mom and grandma sitting in a restaurant while they're playing throw that ass in a circle. No. I just don't see it. You know what I'm saying? But I think a lot of black businesses make that mistake, especially here in Atlanta, where, you know, it could be a nice upscale spot. And then the DJ comes in and turns it to the club. And the reality is, is that when you get a certain age, when you hit like 40 years old, you you don't want to go to the club. All those women in there in that picture, that video that we just saw, you know, they were probably over the age of 35 years old, over yeah. 40 years old. Like we people don't really like grown folks don't like going to the club anymore. We like to cocktail. We like to go to lounges and we love the brunch. You know what I'm saying? Like brunching is the thing, especially here in Atlanta. But what I found, again, is that a lot of these places, black businesses, when the DJ gets on, he, he starts to turn up and then people, they all start dancing and they all start twerking. And that's how it goes down here in Atlanta. So I yeah. see it all the time in those places. I just don't want to go to because then it gets just a little bit too wild. I, I want to go to a brunch where the music is cool, but shit, throw some Neo soul on like, do, you know, some Erica, but do do some outcast, do some uh, Anderson pack, but why you gotta, you know, get real thugged out with it. You know what I mean? Like just keep it chill. I guess the bottom line is like there's a time and place for everything. And I think uh, a lot of people don't know what that time and what that place is. And I think that, too, from the DJ, there's a time and a place to play particular songs. Yeah. From who are eating there, there's a time and a place to, yes. to, to, to uh, get up and twerk. <laughs> like from uh, from the restaurant owner, there's a time and a place yeah. to cut the whole restaurant out or mm -hmm. to cut the individual out. So I think it just was all wrong on a lot of different areas. And. Just where we are, a lot of people are, are are kind of sticking to their guns. Where I saw the restaurant owner, like he ain't backing down. Uh, he still believes what he believes. He now he did say, I think uh, that he probably shouldn't have cussed and spoken right. in the manner that he said. But he's he's sticking to his guns about twerking and that sort of thing. And that that my thing. Like now now you're getting to a, to a slippery slope because black black folks gonna twerk. So so like you can't tell me you are you are less of a positive black person because you choose to twerk. Like right. twerking it's is just dance. You know what I'm saying. Right, because that's the narrative now. It's like, okay, well, he's talking about like twerking kind of diminishes the culture. Like it's right. now it's it's gotten into a whole thing about twerking, and it's not about that. Homegirl should have read the room, like you're at brunch, you're eating, like, why are you getting up dancing like that? You know what I mean? Like oh, she was it, turned, she didn't read no room. She, 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 yeah. <laughs> she like, was it, up. <laughs> yeah, people people, people be doing the most. People be doing the most. I know you got an opinion on what we just talked about leave your comments let us know your thoughts solo.2 slash everybody mad you could comment come on live with us let us know your opinion on what we're talking about i said so we got more stuff to talk about man kevin hart had to put his foot in his mouth again under controversy because he's getting dragged for calling his 15 year old daughter a hoe on his recent netflix special i'm gonna let you all check it out saying little girl Should I tell him? If that's how you feel, honey, tell him. My daughter goes to school, tells the boy how she feels. She comes home. Dad, oh my God, guess what? Matt likes me back. We're a thing. Good for you, honey. That makes me happy. Do me a favor. Keep it in the kid's face, though. Okay, Dad. She comes back home two days later. Dad, I don't like Matt no more. I like this boy named Rob now. He looked better. He make me laugh more. That's who I really want. It happens, honey. Sometimes you think you like somebody, then you meet somebody else, and you realize that's the person that you liked all along. It's called life. Make it happen. Move on. Be honest with the other person. All right, Dad, I love you. Keep it in the kid's face. 
a week goes by. Dad, I don't like Rob no more. I like this boy named Tim. Instantly, in my mind, I said, my daughter a hoe. This is hoe shit. This is hoe shit. All right, so as you know, people are like, wait a minute, Kevin Hart called his daughter a hoe. I mean, first of all, this is what I think. He's a comedian. This is what he does. I think that we live in a very uh, a society where people, you know, are too sensitive. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm sure he probably talked to his daughter before the joke, maybe afterwards. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But he's a comedian. That's what he does. Yeah. People need to lighten up for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, just lighten up, because if that's what he sees, then that's what it is. I mean, I wouldn't you rather I guess would you rather it to come from your dad than from someone else? You know, and I guess that hits hard, I guess, if it comes from a family member. But when it does, then you stop your hoish ways. Right. But of course, he's just making a joke about it. I think people. Yeah. Just need to lighten up. That's my opinion on it, Sid. Uh, and, and so before I ask your opinion, a lot of people hopped on this chat room because they were like, you know, giving their opinion on the whole Kevin Hart situation, calling his daughter a hoe. And we have a clip of that. So Sid is going to play some of that, too. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just really interesting that every time a black woman on this stage says something, we're being condescended to, we're being patronized by when we're being talked around and around in riddles. Like, I came on the stage because I was really concerned by the kinds of things that you were saying, Kevin. And I, again, I think it was Mouse who said earlier, some, I, I don't know if you um, said I was a reporter, I just want to clear that up. I'm not a reporter, I'm a fiction writer, I'm a Columbia grad student, so I don't need to be spoken to or condescended to in a way that demeans my intelligence thank you very much Don't worry about it so pretty much y'all like he just was able to hear what people had to say about him and it wasn't they weren't saying too much good stuff about him you know but he was able to get like just authentic uh, an opinion from just the people on stuff that he says all the time um and i think that's good you know like why not hear what people really have to say about you instead of your handlers that always say oh man you did a good job oh yeah, yeah. you know like I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, in 2020, maybe that's not the kind of thing that you want to say, knowing that people are very extra sensitive. But again, he's a comedian. It is what it is. What's your thoughts, Ed? I, I just think that he needs to work on being funnier um, because like it's almost like <laughs> Kevin Hart's funny is Kev, Kevin Hart is like to me, he's not the Eddie Murphy uh, type of type of uh, Dave Chappelle. Like he like he's not like a stand up comedian that will be able to relate to you and kind of use what's going on in the world or use anything to do it. Like it's almost like Kevin Hart is more like a situational comedy uh, uh, comedian. He's like a life, like, like I look at life and I make funny fun of what's happening in life. Almost like one of your funny friends who just funny in a group and he real mm -hmm. funny and, and you get his jokes because that's your boy. And like, you can say your daughter is a hoe around your boys. You know what I'm saying? Like you can say stuff like that, but when you get on stage and say that people don't know you like that. So now you're having issues and then too you got this whole other issue with like not to say that we're too soft but i'll use that and put a pin in it and i'll figure out another word to that but like this generation and where we are like we don't know how to take a joke you know what i'm saying like we got a president who don't know how to take a joke and that's to me what a comedian is so like i know myself like i'm a funny guy but like sometimes i kind of withhold some of the things that i might say because i know that some people might take it wrong you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. whereas maybe back 10 15 years ago i just go with it you know what i'm saying like like i remember uh i like i remember specifically i was in uh like you remember too short and and his no um uh e40 yeah. so he had a song out uh um and one of the lyrics was called uh what you gonna do with that monkey so yeah. how about i ask one of my coworkers? Hey Ray, what you gonna do with that monkey? And <laughs> just, just, and like not realizing, like to me, like that was that that was really funny. But to her, like that was like, wait a minute, why are you worried about my monkey? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so Some people, so but, like, I get it. But but then I want to say this too. But you got to have diversity as far as comedians too. Of course, he's not a D.L. Hughley, Chris Rock, or Dave Chappelle that makes commentary on what's going on in the world. I, I don't I don't think that he's not because those are those comedians, they're funny comedians to me. And those that's kind of more my style that I prefer. But I yeah. think that it's cool to have 
a diverse blend of comedians too. Kevin Hart's not one of my favorite comedians. I think sometimes he does say funny stuff, and I think that he's yeah. talented. But I prefer the comic stylings of a uh, D.L. Hughley, Chris Rock, and Dave Chappelle. That's just what I like, and I like Cat Williams too. I love some more. You know, like there are comedians, but all, all comedians are different. And you know, he just that's Kevin Hart. That's not his thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's cool to have different kind of comedians. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I, I think it's cool to have different kind of comedians. Let's keep it moving though, said man. Uh, more things to talk about. Former President Barack Obama says that he actually wants your boy Drake to play him in a biopic. What did you think when you heard this? Because when I heard this, I was like. I know Drake is super talented, and I know Drake maybe a few years ago mentioned that he would mind playing President Obama in a in a biopic. But I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm feeling Drake for the role. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I will say this. Uh, Drake seems to be able to do anything he wants. Uh, I mean, that is a talented, talented brother. And uh, uh, so, you know, if the time comes and, and, and he's ready, you know, does he have your stamp of approval? Uh, you know what? Drake has, more importantly, I think, uh, my household's stamp of approval. I suspect Malia and Sasha would be just fine with it. If 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 President Obama said, if he gives some thumbs up, then that's what it is. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. Yeah, and Sasha Millie and and like to me, like he's cool. And like Drake is biracial, just like uh uh, uh Obama is. So I guess it makes sense. Um now I don't know that he's necessarily looking for uh, someone with the most powerful uh, uh, acting acumen, you know what I'm saying? Because like I don't know that Drake has proved that, but he has. He has. He used to be a good actor on that show called Degrassi back in the day. I never watched that. Like it was too. That was that was on Nick Nick Jr. wasn't it? Yeah. So we were older when it came out, but I've you know in the clips that I've seen and stuff, he seems like he's a real good actor just based off of what I've seen with that. But I just feel like. Like he said, he he could put his mind to it. He could enroll in some acting classes and kill it if he really wants to. Yeah. Well, I hope he gets it. Yeah, definitely. Well, something else that everybody's talking about said your boy Funkmaster Flex actually went on record saying that he had plastic surgery. He posted a video of himself undergoing liposuction, and he shared in the caption that after losing 40 pounds, he decided to get rid of those hard areas via surgery. He said lower stomach, armpit, sides, back fat, and he did it with no anesthesia the entire time. Now, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, you sitting up there, and they doing all this. Anyway, he said that he really enjoyed it, but of course, the internet stay winning all the time. They dragged him. Now, now, now we can talk about this. How do I feel about, you know, uh, brothers getting plastic surgery? Because women get plastic surgery. That, that took me out right there. <laughs> that right there took me out. That took me out. Yeah. Yeah, they said that he's trying to turn into a bad, bad bitch. <laughs> but, um, how do I, but you know what? I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with men getting plastic surgery at all. You know, I am a brother that has undergone a uh, procedure when I was very young, said when I was 16. I've talked about this before when I was on the radio, but when I was 16 years old, I underwent plastic surgery. I had my man boobs removed. I was very insecure, you know, chubby kid. And, you know, I, I went and had a breast reduction at the age of 16. You know what I'm saying? And my mom, bless her heart, because she saw that it was really, really bothering my self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, it, I couldn't dress out for PE because I'd be too ashamed to take off my shirt. So when I was 16 years old, I underwent the procedure and, you know, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shouts out to my mom for doing that because what mother would do that, you know, and, and work hard and spend that hard earned money. But, you know, it, it boosted up my self-confidence to where, you know, I don't mind taking off my shirt at, at the beach, you know, even though I still wear tank tops when I swim because I'm a big dude. But, you know, I, I had that was a problem for me. So, no, I think that men having plastic surgery, if that's something that you want to do with your body, go ahead, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've even thought like at this age said that, OK, you know, I just want to just go ahead and just get some plastic surgery done. But I know that I can lose weight. I've done it before. Um, I've died and exercise. You know what I mean? So I don't mind putting in the work and the time for it. But right. some people, they, they they don't have the patience and they just want it now. So if that's yeah. what you want to do, by all means, do it. 
That's the way I feel. Like I, 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 I don't know that I would personally do it, but, but, but like I've, I've thought about some, some of the stuff they, they, they have. Like now, like because I don't really, I don't, I don't know. Like surgery to me is just still, still like that taboo type of thing that I don't want to want anybody cutting on me. You know what I'm saying? Like unless it's absolutely medically necessary. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I've seen a lot of people doing the body contouring thing, like with the Brazilian butt lifts and. Uh, Blaze, be quiet. <laughs> I'm dog sitting. <laughs> nah, nah, but I've seen people do the body contour and things like that. So, like, so like, I'm down with doing stuff like that to because I guess the bottom line is like, regardless of whatever you do, like, if you do decide to go get a little liposuction or whatever you do or whatever procedure you get, you still gonna have to keep working out because, yeah, like, <laughs> like that's the thing. Like, regardless of what you try and do, like, even if it's a shortcut, it's just really like just a shortcut to get you to where you want to go. But you still yeah. have to uh, maintain it. Right. And you have to do stuff to kind of uh, make sure that it doesn't fall back off or get worse and stuff like that. So, like, do you like it? But like, I guess the bottom line is, folks need to still realize that like you still de- got to eat properly and that sort of thing, uh, or you're gonna be cutting on yourself for like the rest of your life. Like, yeah. Don't nobody want that, you know what I'm saying? So, like, regardless of however you decide whether or not you're gonna do it naturally, weight loss, or like me, like I've been doing detoxing um since mm-hmm. the beginning of the pandemic and stuff like that. Regardless of what you do, you still gonna have to work out because yeah, all of it does require some maintenance, and mm-hmm. that's so ghetto. Like, yeah. I wish it was something that we could just do and it's just done, yeah. But but we gotta keep working on it. It's it do. like it sucks, it sucks, but that's what it is. I'm with you. And, I, and I've, I've been doing the detox too. And yeah, that's just something, you know, like that's always a, a thing with me is, you know, constantly trying to make sure that I'm dieting or not even dieting, but just a lifestyle change and just yeah. doing really want just because I know how I want to look. It's, and the way, you know, everybody, they when people say, oh, yeah, you're fine, but you can't really tell people that because only you know how you want to look. Y'all you don't see me in the shower or standing in front of that mirror like, <laughs> right, doing all that. <laughs> you ain't got to lift nothing up. You like you ain't got to jump a little bit to get into them jeans. You ain't got to yeah. do all that. And the thing is, but and what's funny too, and I'm I'm gonna leave the uh, uh this subject alone too. But um, a lot of men undergo plastic surgery. A lot of your favorite celebrities, I know for a fact, have had some kind of plastic surgery. Whether they get chest implants to be buff, or you know, get like some kind of fat, like liposuction. A lot of people do it, just no one ever talks about it. But I guess people aren't used to that, and that's why Flex is getting dragged the way he is on social media. So uh, let us know your thoughts on the whole Funkmaster Flex story, Everybody Mad podcast. I know a couple of uh, plastic surgeons here uh, in the Detroit area. Maybe we should try and see if we can get get, get a couple of them on, because to me that's an interesting topic that we never talk about, um, because that is kind of still taboo, because like yeah. even people who do, like like people who get plastic surgery, like not everybody's real proud and loud about it. Like, mm-hmm. like they get it, and then, then like you just, oh, girl, you look good. What you been doing? Yeah. Oh, nothing. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of, a lot of them like they don't want to broadcast what they're doing, or whether or not they they want to take all the credit for their body getting right, or whether or not like they just, I don't, I don't know. Like maybe it's just a stigma that we have um, with uh, people just feeling with like black people. Yeah, with black people, because if you think about it, remember when Star Jones had that surgery and didn't tell anybody and she mm-hmm. lost all that weight and everybody was like, well, dang, Star's losing weight. But she never admitted that yeah. she had that plastic surgery until later on. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. just interesting. Like we in the black community, we don't talk about it. And that's why I didn't even talk about it when I was young. Um, despite the fact that there were people in my high school that did have plastic surgery and it was kind of like the thing, if you have plastic surgery, you will be bragging like, oh yeah, well this one girl, she was like, she had her eyelids did or something. Cause she had kind of like kind of chinky eyes, I guess, you know, I don't know if that's inappropriate or not. And she had her eyes and, and if she would like tell everybody and everybody was like, oh, she got money. They got money. You know what I'm saying? That's how it was back in the day. But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like black folks don't really talk about plastic surgery. Yeah, kind of taboo. I think a lot of, right. I think a lot of us get plastic surgery on the low, on the yeah. low, and, and don't say nothing. Right. I wonder if uh, like your favorite celebrity, like Michael B. Jordan, Jordan, or somebody like him. I wonder if he got plastic surgery and stuff like that. Uh, because he was just named uh, people's most most beautiful uh, person or what? what yeah, it? sexiest man alive. Sexiest man alive. Yeah. Yeah, for this year. So it's interesting. I wonder the same thing, too. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't be opposed to it. But what's interesting, you mentioned Michael B. Jordan. You know, right now he has a new girlfriend, Lori Harvey. 
Lori Steve Harvey and, Steve and Harvey's daughter. Yeah, Steve Her Harvey's daughter, daughter and, and Michael B. Jordan are dating right now. And it's funny because Lori, she's dated people like uh Diddy, Diddy Son, Future, uh the list, you know, she's she's dated some high powerful people, Trey Songs. That's say Trey Songs. But anyway, they are together. They spent Thanksgiving together down here in Atlanta, and they were seen getting off the airplane together. Look, people still recognize them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, at him, look at him. Got the mask on and everything. Got a mask and a hood. But, you know, they were sitting, first of all, they're flying commercials, so they were sitting in the front of the plane. They got up. Of course, you know, when people, first class sits first, so when you're walking in, you know who's on the plane. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because then they seat everybody else after first class. So I always look when I walk in and if I'm not sitting in first class, which is rare, <laughs> but I've never sitting in first class. But it, but if I get a hookup and I'm mm. sitting in first class, I'm always looking to see who's sitting in first class. You never oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to look. And then, too, uh, they uh, you saw them getting in, in their car on the tarmac. Regular people don't get to do that, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So they don't and, even and like, that's like, uh, like that's like the uh, Hartsfield uh, International, right? Yep. You just ain't going to get on the tarmac on that. So like, it, yeah, like that was obviously very suspicious because it wasn't an official car. It wasn't like it was one of those uh, like, what do they call the president's vehicle? The beast. Yeah, um, exactly. it wasn't like it was a presidential limo or something. So who right. who are they getting off that Delta plane and not having to go through the rest of the airport, you know? Right. Exactly. It's, it's wild, man. Hey, well, we got some more stories before we wrap up the show. Megan the Stallion and her ex bestie, Kelsey Nicole, are beefing. Now, it's kind of weird because the beef started right after she got shot by Tory Lane. So it's kind of you got everybody scratching their head. Like, how did this happen? Because Megan Kelsey were best friends right. and Kelsey was in the car when it all went down. So how did the beef start? You know, now rumors are saying that Kelsey was probably feeling some kind of way about Tori and Meg because she allegedly was messing with Tori first. I don't believe that. Other rumors claim that she's simply jealous of Megan's career. Don't know how true that is, and she's denying it. But said has a video to show you. Blaze, really, bro? Really? <laughs> Blaze. Megan, <laughs> stop playing with me. I didn't want to have to do this, y'all. I prefer not to. I wish her well. I pray for her. I don't know, because you still won't pick up that phone and call me. Mm. You still won't pick up that phone and call me. I would respect you more if you call me. It's almost like, Ebony, why? Ebony, why? I've expressed all my concerns <laughs> to you directly. directly. And... You know what I have, what my issue is. What? Well, that's what I want to know. What I is the issue? Well, you know, we we I, I don't know if the issue is that Megan dropped a song called Shots Fire, where she takes jab at, at jabs at uh, Kelsey. I don't know what it is, but she previously alluded to the fact that Kelsey was taking money to stay quiet when folks were asking why Kelsey wasn't defending Megan when the shots went down. You know, like they were like, was Megan really shot? And Kelsey never really came out and said, yeah, it's true. I was in the car. She was shot. And right. so that's what they say. This is kind of how the beef started between them. Yeah. So she came out with that. Um, shots fired. Yeah, shot, shot, fired, Megan. And then uh, Kelsey, Kelsey got a diss song called Bussin' Back. Bussin' Back. Let's hear it. Uh, Shit, she sound better than JT from the City Girls. If, if she could get a record deal, then uh, Kelsey could get one too, right? Yeah, might as well. Get you one, Kelsey. Bust him back. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Blaze. Come here. Let me show y'all Blaze. Come here. This is who's been barking. I knew it was a little bitty dog. <laughs> hey, Blaze. But it ain't little. What? What is that? A York, York, like, like some kind of a Yorkie, a terrier? What? What is that? No, he's a medium schnauzer. A schnauzer. Oh well, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't do dogs. 
You don't. Hey, boy. My mama got a dog. Say it, everybody. Say it, everybody. I like him because he doesn't shed. That's why I agreed to take care of him. Oh, yeah. You know, he doesn't shed all over the place. He doesn't stink or nothing like that. You know, like, so yeah. anyway, we got to wrap up. I got some more stuff to talk about before we uh, say you need a dog over there, though, bro. Nah, we nah, we good. Uh, we we have uh, <laughs> actually we have a 12 year. Hey, Chris, come here for a second. Was this a nephew? Mm-hmm. Tell everybody what's up. Hi. Chris. You what up, any- youngin? Hi. How you doing, man? A haircut. I do need a haircut. You going to let your uncle uh, not take you to go get a haircut, man? He let you walk around with no haircut? And he just got a tape. Your uncle just got a tape, and now he ain't got no. He's not letting you get a haircut. He can be next. <sighs> so, you make good uh, grades in school? You make good grades in school, man? Yeah. What kind of grades? A's. And what else? A's and B's. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. What's your favorite subject? He actually has school uh, this weekend, which, which is crazy. Is is uh, they they're doing virtual classes, so he does what four days a week. Uh-huh. So they so so they skip one of the days, but like they barely in class. Like they do class like like for fifteen minutes and then it's over. What? Because all she do is we explain and then we go we we go do our work. So the teacher explains it for about fifteen minutes on virtual, and then they go do their work. And then they do their work, and that's it. Yeah. So, so Chris, do you do you like this way, or do you want to go back to the old way of learning? I like this year. Really? What you want to be when you grow up? I... Me. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to be when you grow up? Don't listen to your uncle. I want to play basketball. Okay, so then what's going to be the follow-up plan if you break a leg or something like that? What's the what's the backup plan? My backup plan, coaching. Coaching. Okay. Well, you know what you got to do, right? You got to make sure you stay in school to attain that, right? Yes. All right. Grades. Absolutely. Grades, grades, grades. That's what it's all about. All right. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up the show. Uh, you going to hang out with us, Chris? I got one more story. Yeah. Might as well. Might as well. About to end the show now. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and end the show with the last story of the day. Cynthia Bailey is suing her ex-husband Peter Thomas over an alleged unpaid loan, and she wants the courts to seize his crib. Back in the day, Cynthia loaned Peter one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars to purchase a crib. Well, actually, to purchase some property in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and that was the bar one spot that ended up closing. And she agreed to hand over all rights and interests in Peter's Bar One restaurant. So per the deal, Peter agreed to pay back that loan within 36 months, and he still hasn't paid her back. And she wants her money. She wants to get paid, and rightfully so. And I'll tell you about Peter. I'm going to talk about him because I went to his restaurant um, in Charlotte. It was cool. It was a cool vibe, you know, great food, all that kind of stuff. But I went to Bar One in Miami. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Peter was there cursing people out in public. Yeah. When I he was cursing out his staff, his staff Peter yeah. is and he is very rude and very disrespectful. He was going off on his staff, cursing people out. Like we waited like an hour just to get a menu at the yeah. table. The service was horrible. Bar one Miami. It was it was horrible, bro. So I can see why his businesses don't fare well. I can't Atlanta, Charlotte, all his bar ones they closed because. I think that he likes everybody likes to be a boss and they like say, oh, I own this. I own that. But they don't really know how to run a business. And right. I think that's the situation with Peter. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly what I was yeah, it was yeah. A horrible experience, bro. Horrible. Yeah. I never had a personal experience at, at, at his properties, but like you can just tell the type of uh, guy that he is and mm-hmm. like how quickly he gets set off in certain sort of things. And 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 it's, it's a, to me, it's a certain sort of temperament that you have in in, in order to not only work with people which to me like that's the food service industry you work with with people every single day and to me he just didn't seem to have the temperament to do that and then you also have um just just his staff like like you got to be able to treat your staff right or you're gonna have turnover and turnover and turnover and restaurants that have high turnover usually have well they don't stick around long you know what i'm saying yeah. they don't stick yeah. around long and exactly that's just what it is yeah that's just what it is so happy 53rd birthday to my friend Chris, thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. And, and Chris, I'm not 53, bro. Okay, he's 51. 
Don't believe him. Don't believe your uncle. No, I, I really, you know, say you a fool. But no, shouts out to everybody showing me all that love on social media. Appreciate that. A couple of happy birthdays uh, in there. Uh, Marcus said happy birthday. What up, though? What up, Mark? Um, Robert. Yeah, we got another couple more. Hey, Vita. Thank you, baby. Yep, Vanessa. What's up, Vanessa? My All my Savannah State folks are checking in. That's yep. all Savannah State love right there. Yeah, definitely. Our boy T. Canty. Yep. So y'all going out and, and, and celebrating the rest of the day, um, I, yeah. I guess. So uh, people can support you down there uh, with that cash app. And yeah. uh, give you a little birthday present, a little parting gift or whatever. Yeah, uh, man. You can send me something. You going to send me something? I might. I mean, I made all these graphics. I know, right? Hey, those are hours. People don't understand, man. People be, hey, you, you, you are really nice with those graphics on the show because everybody's always hit set up. But those, those take long hours to produce all this stuff. Yeah, it takes a little second, a little yeah. second. But yeah, like we want our show to look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like we, uh, like, like we can't be professional broadcasters and looking like amateurs out there. You know what I'm saying? So. Exactly. Got to make sure we look right. Yeah. Well, until next week, we're going to holler at everybody. Don't forget, you can follow the Everybody Mad podcast on Facebook and on Instagram, Everybody Mad. You can follow me on Instagram, Kenya Kabeen, and Twitter, Kenya Kabeen, and on Facebook, Kenya Kabeen One. All right. You can find me at Say It Lover Everywhere and also solo.2 slash Everybody Mad. That's where all of our podcasting resources are. And also the uh, checkup if you want to check out uh, what's happened on past shows or anything like that. Or in between shows, you can get with us on the uh, Everybody Mad. So solo.2 slash Everybody Mad. So get with us on that. But again, remember, uh, December the 7th is the last day. That's Monday for voter registration in Georgia. If you haven't registered to vote, you need to do that uh, so we can win those two Senate seats in Georgia. But that's all we got it's been a great the official birthday edition episode 31 hey everybody stay blessed we'll talk to you next week